Oh, by the way, and I just I can't stop bringing up or coming across serious stuff. Um, you're not supposed to say anything even mildly critical about Black Lives Matter or you will lose your job, as, as, as we know um, from recent stories this week. But their stated position is doing away with police. That is politically untenable. I would guess 85% of the country disagrees with that. Right. It's um, but a crazy idea. It's a crazy idea. So it's an organization that's main tenant is crazy. Yeah. Unworkable, unrealistic, wild, radical, wildly radical. Yeah. Anyway. So uh, Quest Diagnostics will do you a COVID-19 immune response test for 119 bucks. They're checking for an immunoglobulin. So uh, believe them. Sorry, is that the? Do I have it now, or have I ever had it? No, that's the uh, that uh, you, you had it. And now you have antibodies. Okay, that's what I want to know. I'd love to do that for my whole family. Uh, One hundred nineteen bucks a throw. I ain't cheap. They need to do that all over the country. Although I think a, a certain number of people are going to be scared for the results. Because if it turns out, for instance, it did go through California in January before you closed anything down, mm-hmm. it it ran its course. Yeah, that's the reason there have been so few cases, not because uh, the pretty, pretty governor alertly shut the state down, but because it had already come and mostly gone. So one, you don't get the credit for shutting down the state. Two, it was completely unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Although you didn't know that, so I'll give you credit. Yeah, I'll give for you a little that. leeway. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Uh, anywho, so uh, we got I'm mildly the- curious. I'm not sure I'm 120 bucks curious. If I'm I've a, had it. Although, if I've had it, man, I'm just going to hug people and kiss them. And... I'm going to do stunts. I'll be licking doorknobs. Oh. Well, I'm going to be taking the pin out of the hole playing golf, which I'm not supposed to do. You aren't? Yeah. In a county where there have been zero deaths for over two months, they're telling you you can't even reach into the hole. It is fanciful beyond belief. The idea that you could get the vid from reaching into a golf hole and plucking your ball out. I mean, it's idiotic. The very the, <laughs> the, the CDC has said, no, it really doesn't survive on surfaces, we're finding out. And and that's the most unlikely of, of ways to transmit it. But, it's in the hole! <laughs> uh, but still, golf courses have the little like foam donut at the bottom so the ball doesn't go down too far. And you're not allowed to touch the pin, allegedly. I'm taking it out. Screw you. Arrest me! Arrest me! Cuff me! Go ahead. What's up, foam donut? That's pretty good. One. Foam donut. He's a foam donut if Whoa, there ever was one. So hey, listen, we got a lot to do, including the absolutely legendary. And this is just because the world's so damn serious, and everybody's kind of worn out by it. The legendary corn pop story from Uncle Joe Biden. Uh, but first, let's take a fond look back at the week that was. It's cow clips of the week. I want to make this a parade, not a protest. You will have time to properly plot, plan, strategize, and organize, and mobilize in an effective way. Sounds like from your experience, you see someone actually walking away with a cheesecake there after the Cheesecake Factory was looted. Unclear where they may have gotten that. (laughs) At a certain point, hunger outweighs fear, which is also, incidentally, the official slogan of Taco Bell. (laughs) Is that where that's a house? That's your house, huh? There's some sticks in a circle. This is embarrassing. I know you're all having a rough day. What with everyone here telling you you're bad at your jobs. Have you considered being good at your jobs? <laughs> I don't see the right here. Why are you 
two nights ago mm-hmm. that they were going to hire Colin Kaepernick, would the riots have stopped? No. Nobody gives no. a shit about that. If you knew then what you know now, would you have signed the warrant application? No, I would not. Not, not a great way to use your white privilege, ladies. Well, I, I, will, I will never agree with anybody um, disrespecting the flag of the United States of America. So that by the end of the year, we hopefully would have close to 100 million doses. I believe the evidence available to us now supports the stronger charge of second-degree murder. Second, arrest warrants were issued for former Minneapolis police officers J.A. King, Thomas Lane, and Tu Tao. You sound completely barking mad. Do you know that? No, I don't. Boy, hang a purple ribbon around that cow's neck. So, State fair winner there. Good uh, stuff. Of those three other officers who stood there and watched their co-worker kill a guy, um, two of them were rookies, and they made the argument yesterday that uh, they they didn't know they didn't know what was going on. So I don't have any idea what training is like or anything like well, that. Well, the one guy in particular said twice, "Shouldn't we roll him over to the twenty-year vet, the nineteen-year vet?" And he was rebuffed twice. That so that kid, I don't. I say you don't ban him for life. I mean, it's terrible. It's awful. But he he will not end up convicted of anything. It's just he won't. God dang it! That's a rough position. It's to be easy in. to say. Well, he should have demanded. He should have tackled that twenty-year veteran as a rookie. He should have demanded. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. And I agree with you. To prevent a man's death, but he had no idea that guy was going to die. I'm sure he wishes he had. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'll In bet retrospect. he will wish that every day no, of yeah. his life. Oh, yeah. I agree completely. Um, All right. Now yeah. we were having fun. And and Jack turned it, it brutally serious it. again. I Chief, it. Chief Dark Cloud That's did what I do. his rain dance. Yeah. What am I doing here? So we wanted to revisit the corn pop story. We, we make jokes about it. We play little clips. We make references to it practically every show. Has there been a show since this first Hit the world where we haven't referenced it at least once. I, I doubt it very much. And there's probably some of you who haven't heard the whole story. Yeah, and, and those of us who have, I can't wait to hear it again. So well, what's the setting? Well, he was there at the opening or reopening of a, a city pool. Yeah, at, at some sort of community park. There are right. kids he, and families around. Exactly, and he was uh, relating to the delight and confusion and later terror of the... <laughs> Young uh, moms, dads, and children, his experiences as a pool lifeguard. Now, do we want to do this now? or I think when we come back, I suppose we yeah, can really it's, spread it's it. It's long-ish. It's yeah. from years ago? Was he, was, he's oh, been no, a no, senator no. It's since... like six months ago. Was it that recent? Uh, it was pretty recent, yeah. Yeah. He was running for president at the time. Hmm, I thought it was an old tape. Either way. Um, um, I'm sure he was a senator because he's been a senator since he was 29, and that was in the 40s. <laughs> oh no, no, I'm I'm pretty sure this is of quite recent vintage. Okay, we'll we'll nail that down. The story's yeah. fantastic, no matter oh, how you yeah, look. yeah, indeed. So it'd be better. I was gonna say, I, I think it'd be better for him if it was recent. It has surpassed Moby Dick as the greatest American story. Corn pop next. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty.
was September of 2019 when the grand reopening of the somewhere other pool was taking place, and the particulars are not that important. So it was last year. But they invited Joe Biden to speak. And not only did he say, congratulations on the pool opener now, everybody's going to swim and have a good time. He decided <laughs> no to... No horseplay. He decided to relate to the crowd, which was full of children, a couple of charming tales, including I, this now legendary yarn from old Uncle I learned Joe. a lot. And I learned that... Uh, it makes a difference. This he, was the diving board area. We got. We, I think we got a. He was a lifeguard. He was a lifeguard. He yeah. was a lifeguard exactly. at a pool in the forties. I don't know. When it was. I learned that uh, it makes a difference. This was the diving board area, and I was one of the guards. And there were a lot. Of, there was a three meter board, and if you fell off sideways. You landed on the damn uh, the darn cement over there. And Corn Pop was a bad dude, and he. You just introduced a new character. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if he'd referenced him earlier. Okay, but done, based on his debates, not necessarily. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> and you fell off sideways. You landed on the damn, uh, the darn cement over there. And Corn Pop was a bad dude, and he ran a bunch of bad boys. And I did. Yeah, he, and back in those days, to show how things have changed, one of the things you had to use if you used pomade in your hair, you had to wear a bathing cap. And so he's up so on the... already anybody Ooh. under the age of sixty five is I have no idea what you're talking about. Pomade. Bathing cap. I'm a Dapper Dan man. <laughs> uh, wow. So if you're wearing pomade, you need a bathing cap. Two Check. two phrases that nobody under seventy would really certainly if you're a kid, you got no idea what they're talking about. Right. Oh ho ho. Pomade and bathing caps. You ain't heard nothing yet. And I did, yeah, he, and back in those days, to show how things have changed, one of the things you had to use, if you used pomade in your hair, you had to wear a bathing cap. And so he was up on the board, wouldn't listen to me. I said, hey, Esther, you, off the board, or I'll come up and drag you okay, off. Okay, so we no, you need to explain this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, if you're new to it. Very obscure reference to swimming theme movie star and Olympian Esther Williams of like the... 30s and 40s? 40s? 30s. Yeah, when was Esther Williams' heyday? God, I how did I end up watching? I've seen several Esther Williams. That's how bored I was on a <laughs> snowy Saturday afternoon in Wisconsin, apparently, as a kid, with two channels. She, uh, yeah, she'd and, be getting... Uh, an Esther Williams movie is on, and there was always some reason for her to swim. Why? Well, hey, she'd be solving a crime and end up <laughs> synchronized swimming, or... Or there'd be a, an adventure of, with spies, and they'd end up synchronized swimming. But anyway, she she wore a a bathing cap, a swimming cap. Yeah, that's part of her synchronized swimming. It's like routine. a flowered one, generally. But. So some guy was on the diving board, and he said, "Hey, Esther," and that would be an insult. Yes, because he's which calling her a, a famous jo- swimming chick. Right, which Uncle Joe does not explain to the because everybody knows four year olds to forty year olds around him. <laughs> and so he was up on the board, wouldn't listen to me. I said, "Hey, Esther, you off the board, or I'll come up and drag you off." Well, he came off. And he said, I'll meet you outside. My car, this was mostly, these were all public housing behind it. My car, there was a gate out here. I parked my car outside the gate. And I, he said, I'll be waiting for you. He was waiting for three guys in straight racers. Not a joke. Okay, hang on, a guy in- hang on now. Hang on now. 
I'm here with my five-year-old. You're going to tell a knife fight story? As soon as you mention straight razor, I might, with my ki- young kids, just say, well, let's go get a concession. We're going. We're going. Let's get some ice cream. Who yeah. wants ice cream? Snow cone. He's let's to, run to get ice cream. He's about to talk about a razor fight. Sheemany. And I, he said, I'll be waiting for you. He was waiting for three guys in straight razors. Not a joke. No. There's a guy named Bill Wright, Mouse, the only white guy, and he did all the pools. He was the mechanic. And I said, what am I going to do? He said, come down here in the basement where mechanics, where, where, where all the pool f- f- filter is. You know, the chain, there used to be a chain that went across the deep end. And he <sighs> cut off a six-foot length of chain. He folded up. He said, you walk out with that chain. And you walk to the car and say, you may cut me, man, but I'm going to wrap this chain around your head. Okay, hold uh, on a second. Oh, Bobby! Can we go home, Bobby? Holy crap! Ooh. Holy crap! Wow! This escalated. How old is he? Did he say how old he was as a lifeguard? Was he a high school kid? Uh, no, I don't know. You know, whether he was 16 or, or or 20, no, I know he went to college and then law school, so he must have been a high school kid. Older teenager, yeah. Wow! You're going to, you're going to fight guys with razors. And chains. And you're going to take a chain. That's just insane. I want to hear more about this maintenance guy. This guy's got stories. <laughs> Here's Here. what you do. I got an idea for you. Yeah, Follow me. The chain that goes, wait, well, you, you put a chain across the deep end instead of the floaty thing we use yeah. now? Take, you, uh, take a length of this chain. There was a chain in the pool to mark where you got to the deep end? As soon as you get the chain wrapped around his neck, you throw chlorine in his eyes. <laughs> hey, thanks for giving me a chain to go fight the Razor guys. Hope I die. they die and not me, I guess, is what you hope for. Anyway, I'll see you at work tomorrow if they don't, you know, hit an artery. <laughs> Jamity, again, in front of little kids. <laughs> You know, the chain, there used to be a chain that went across the deep end. And he cut off a six-foot length of chain. He folded up. He said, you walk out with that chain. And you walk to the car and say, you may cut me, man, but I'm going to wrap this chain around your head. I said, you kidding me. He said, no, if you don't, don't come back. And he was right. So I walked out with the chain. <sighs> and I walked up to my car. And they had, they, in those days, you used to remember the straight race, you'd bang them on the curb, get them rusty, put them in a rain barrel, get them rusty. Quick note. <laughs> For all you children listening especially, the idea there was if the razor's bent and rusty, it would inflict more terrible wounds on the person you were slicing open. But the way he said it, because you say that sort of thing with a crowd, especially as a politician, to get everybody nodding their head with, yeah, I remember too, and then you nudge the person like, yeah, sure, I remember yeah. those days. He's just like us. <laughs> wow. Joe Biden, if this is remotely true, he is so much harder a human than I am. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's not, I'm not even in the same universe. Oh, it's, no, like, it's undoubtedly true. It's yeah. like he grew up in a different country. Right. Straight razor fights were the norm. Right. <laughs> Oh, well, you know how you, you bend them on a curb, you bang them on a curb, leave them on the rain barrel. I'm sorry, the rain barrel? That's another good one uh, yeah. for the youngsters. And they had, they, in those days, you used to remember the straight race, you'd bang them on the curb, get them rusty, put them in the rain barrel, get them rusty. And I looked no. at them, but I was smart then. I said, first of all, I said, when I tell you get off the board, you get off the board, and I'll kick you out again, but I shouldn't have called you, Esther Williams. I apologize for that. I apologize, but I didn't know that apology was going to work. He said, you apologize to me? I said, I apologize for that, not for throwing you out, but I apologize for what I said. He said, okay, close the straight razor, and my heart began to beat again. 
came out there with his apology chain. <laughs> Thing never fails me. <laughs> now, I hope you accept my apology. If you don't, I'm going to rip your head off and spit down your windpipe. Your choice. <laughs> Your choice. Oh boy! And, and the and the old guy who I picture being like seventy and smoking a cigarette, and, <laughs> and if you don't do it, if you don't wrap it around his head, don't come back. Right? Did you rip his head off of your chain? <laughs> no, I apologize. He said it was cool. Yeah, now don't come back. Opportunity lost. <laughs> Just throw any caustic chemicals in his eyes. <laughs> no. Oh. No. <laughs> the kid's sitting you there. You soft these God, days. I wish there was video of this, and we saw how the kids reacted when the story was over. Yay. Yeah, good. Nobody got knife <laughs> nor chained. <laughs> wow, That's that is... That's one of the craziest stories ever. I know. I, the, 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 the facts of it are fascinating. Oh. The telling of it is bizarre right. and obviously wildly inappropriate. I apologize for that. Oh. You're forgiven. God, I hope there's more of those between now and November. Oh, man. I-, I wonder if his advisors came to him and said, listen, Joe, your story's about the old days. Can we like go over those a couple of times before you offer them to the public, especially little children? God, did he grow up in a hood where they had knife fights regularly? You remember how you had to slaughter your own hogs? <laughs> We'd take him into the kitchen, stab him <laughs> over and over and again. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We all saw what happened last week. We can't let that happen. Hopefully, George is looking down right now and saying, there's a great thing that's happening for our country. There's a great day for him. It's a great day for everybody. This is a great day for everybody. This is a great, great day in terms of equality. It's really what our Constitution requires, and it's what our country is all about. So, there you go. It's Trump, uh, Trump this morning. In a rambling 53-minute address, I heard it described as, um, the uh, there are certain news outlets that are trying to say that Trump said, because of the low unemployment, it's a great day for George Floyd to look down. That's not the way it unfolded. Can you imagine that? Apple News passing along a headline from the uh, Daily Mail, I believe. So, uh, we've been talking a lot about this throughout the day. It's probably going to be a conversation for a while. This whole defund the police thing. The press secretary from Hillary Clinton, uh, uh, when she was running for president, tweeted yesterday, defund the police. number of people come out and said it. My first thought was, what do you mean by that? Uh, Mayor Garcetti of Los Angeles is talking about cutting, I think, $150 million from the police. Still having police, but cutting a bunch of the money. Mm-hmm. So the idea is you are overwhelmed by rioters, so have less of them. Less cops, because cops cause crime, mm-hmm. you can tell. But in Minneapolis, they're taking it a step further, where they're actually going to eliminate the police. A police-free future. And they've put out their uh, <clears throat> their information on their website. They had a meeting oh, yesterday. Good. Voted unanimously, I believe the, the vote was, to... Uh, to work toward a police-free Minneapolis. I have a lot of questions. This is the craziest idea I've ever heard of. Uh, they've got this little cartoon thing on the front. What does a police-free world look like? And a bunch of cartoon people talking, and they're all smiling and happy. <sighs> so apparently the police-free world is working well for them. I'm sorry, am I six years old? It does look I like the name of a child. Anyway, 
Uh, what does it look like? One person is saying, a community-centered lifestyle where the young, old, and everyone in between are full participants. Everyone's whole personhood is prioritized. That'll help. Another guy says, we're committed to everyone's needs being met. We believe in solutions that are big enough to embrace us all. If you prioritize everything, then actually nothing is prioritized. <laughs> You're a racist, probably. This woman says, we protect each other. People have more capacity to build, dream, and imagine. We can focus on healing historical and intergenerational trauma. Right. And when a guy robs a liquor store, you'll address the historical trauma. Some dude's beating on his wife. You're going to show up and uh, talk to him about historical uh, trauma? and Anyway. Exactly. When somebody realizes, wait a minute, I'm stronger and tougher, and I don't particularly care who I hurt, so I'm going to take their stuff, you can, uh, you know, teach them about history. Justice is prioritized over retribution. Okay. Um, I'm for that. Whatever that uh, means. Yeah. This person saying people take ownership of public spaces and respect boundaries. And collectively, we have hard conversations with ourselves and each other. We make room for laughter. Right. Finally. When we don't have police, we'll make room for laughter. Right. My wife and I designed our house like idiots. We didn't leave room for laughter. There's a lot of people that, uh, sir, I think this is a sir in this cartoon, that you agree with and somebody you've never agreed with anything on who are not going to have hard conversations with themselves ever in their lives. Right, right. Or, they or in the middle of it. By police. <laughs> or in the middle of it, the one guy loses his temper with the hard conversation and beats you into the hospital, at which point you will teach him about the uh, historical something or other. Believe, building a police-free future, frequently asked questions, and some of them are the questions I've asked and you would ask. Won't abolishing the police create chaos and crime? How will we stay safe? Stay safe. Well, in the first answer, they actually hit on something we talked about earlier, and it was a text from a policeman who recommended some of this stuff that's actually a pretty decent idea, in addition to police forces, not instead of police forces. But the people who respond to crises in our community should be people who are best equipped to deal with those crises. Rather than strangers armed with guns who don't live in the neighborhood they're patrolling, we want to create a space for more mental health service providers, social workers, victim survivor advocates, religious leaders, neighbors, and friends. Certainly the mental health thing. Sure. We've heard, been hearing that from cops forever. I show up, somebody who's mentally ill, I got no training in dealing with somebody who's mentally ill. Um, and then other people say, and you got somebody introducing a weapon into the whole situation, and when maybe none was needed at all, but now there is one there, they freak out, you freak out. I know happen. a fair number of cops, and there ain't a single one of them that would say, oh, please let me continue to be the front line dealing with the mentally ill. Not a one of them. So all that, you know, got room for a conversation. Like I said, I think it's an in addition to, not instead of. But Yeah, clearly. Um, but I like the next uh, frequently asked question about a police-free world. There's a major city in the United States that just had $55 million worth of damage done in a riot. $55 million worth of damage done in a riot. Who have decided, the, the, the city council... To get rid of the police force. Well, they'd say, well, there won't be riots and damage. If we don't. That's have right, because here's the answer to the question. Okay. What about armed bank robbers, murderers, and supervillains? Supervillains? Like Lex, Lex Luthor. Oh, he's and terrible. Yeah. Oh, he's terrible. Here's the answer to the question. Crime isn't random. Most of the time, it happens when someone has been unable to meet their basic needs through other means. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Is this the part where they were talking about leaving room for laughter? Is that what that part is about? <laughs> That's funny, Sean. Uh, Let's appoint a dozen fuzzy bunnies to sing songs to us <laughs> to make us happy. 
I don't think you're taking this seriously. A choir of fuzzy bunnies? Who could be against that? So bank robberies, uh, murders, etc., rapes. There's another good one. Why are you raping somebody? Because you don't have a job? Right, because they can't mm, that's a good one. Uh, fulfill themselves in our current society. Most of the time, crime crime isn't random. It happens when someone has been unable to meet their basic needs through other means. Right. So to really fight crime, we don't need more cops. We need more jobs. This is straight out of Lenin. This is, this is, this is straight out of... Well, it's Marxist. John it, Lennon? Uh, <laughs> V.I. Lenin. Vladimir Ilyich Lenin. You're over your head here, Donnie. Sorry. Sorry, dude. Bones um, dude. <laughs> yeah, Lenin actually believed this. The, the early communists, that's, that's just that was their thing. No, people steal and commit crimes because they don't have jobs. We come up with an equal society where everybody's got their needs met, and there'll be no crime. Right. Lenin believed that, and the San Francisco City Council. Denying and human nature. Eric Charcetti. Why don't all these Go people? Go on. Have, this is amazing. Why don't all these people have kids? If you got a couple of kids, you see from a very early age that it's human nature. Yeah, to take stuff that's not yours and not share and you all kinds why? of other things. Because you haven't been able to fulfill. No, because you want it. To really fight crime, we don't need more cops. We need more jobs, more educational opportunities, more arts programs. That's it. Yep. And do a little uh, clay work instead of raping that person. Yeah. More community centers, more mental health resources. That would help. And more uh, of a say in how our own communities function. Sure, this is a long transition process, but we may need a small, specialized class of public servants whose job it is to respond to violent crimes. Yeah, we we, we have that. <laughs> and maybe reforms are needed, sure. Um, why not fund the police and fund all these alternatives, too? Why is it neither or? It's not just that police are ineffective. In many communities, they're actively harmful. The history of policing is a history of violence against the marginalized. That's the history of policing? Yes. Some to total of the history of policing is violence against the marginalized. God, I saw interviews yesterday, I should have grabbed some of the audio, from lots of people who live in marginalized communities who are saying, please, God, don't take the police out of this neighborhood. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, particularly the older folks who can't fight for their survival. Or a lot of women? Mm-hmm. Well, you talk about violence against the marginalized. Pull the police out of some of these neighborhoods around America. The yeah, world. let the gangs run them. They'll bring justice. Well, as the point was made earlier in the show, there is no such thing as a power vacuum. Because the minute power is withdrawn from any system, any town, any political system, whatever, that vacuum will be filled by whoever is the most brutal and assertive. Always. American police departments were originally created to dominate and criminalize communities of color and poor white workers. Let me read that to you again. American police departments were originally created. This is why they were created. This is like straight out of the 1619 Project. It's the whole America was created to perpetuate slavery. That's the whole point of America. Right. American police departments were originally created to dominate and criminalize communities of color and poor white workers, a job they continue doing to this day. This is insane and fiction. This is stunning. The list has grown even longer. LGBTQ folks, people with disabilities, activists, so many of us are attacked by cops on a daily basis. You are? People with disabilities are attacked by cops on a daily basis. Okay. So... I need to get back to who exactly was in this room and voted on this. Now that I've read more of it, that's some that's some crazy stuff. I mean, like 
I'm having fun with it. We're having fun with it. But that's like dangerously, insanely crazy stuff. I sure hope they don't win the day. It would be a heck of an experiment to watch unfold and might even be useful. One of the things I like about the 50 laboratories of democracy we have in this country, the 50 states, and, and many more cities and counties, obviously, is that if one tries something utterly idiotic, we get to see how it plays out. Let me skip down to another uh, frequently asked question. This all sounds good in theory, but wouldn't it be impossible to do eliminating police departments from major cities? Throughout U.S. history, every day people have regularly accomplished, quote, impossible things, from the abolition of slavery to the voting rights to the 40-hour work week and more. That is some of the worst reasoning I have ever heard. (laughs) Uh, What you said here today is the most stupid thing. (laughs) I love that quote from Billy Madison. Abolishing the police doesn't need to be difficult. It's the one about everybody who's heard it is stupider as a result. May God have mercy. What you just said is is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. May God have mercy on your soul. Right, yeah. (laughs) you got to let the last part That's good. Abolishing the police doesn't need to be difficult. We can do it in our own cities, one dollar at a time, through redirecting budgets to common-sense alternative programs. Let's get to work. That's the defunding part. Yeah. That's how you get rid of the police department. You just little by little take away the money until they don't exist. i got to read this sentence for a third time because it's freaking astounding. American police departments were originally created to dominate and criminalize communities of color, and poor white workers, a job they continue to do to this day. We didn't band together and say, you know, we need somebody, cops, whatever you want to call them, um, to uh, keep the criminals out, keep law and order. Mm-hmm. We, we need a group of people. We'll pay them a certain salary. To patrol and, at night and make yeah, sure there exactly. are no highwaymen about to waylay us. Yeah, or right. breaking into our uh, you know, our barns. Or so I, they talk about how crime will no longer be needed, so no one will commit crime. But do they give a hypothetical, okay, say somebody sh- shows up in our town, we haven't properly... You know, addressed his his in, inherited issues or whatever they how came they from to, some other stupid town. Yeah, where they that, still have they're police. not as enlightened. He yeah. comes in, he robs our bank. Then what? Uh, I guess that would be the, the where you'd have the difficult conversation with yourself and them, where you'd explain to them that that's a bad idea. I mean, you know, exactly. The, hey, hey, quit raping children. It's 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 bad idea. Historical inequities have led you here. Yeah. It's just, it's scary that anybody thinks it. And the the truly disturbing part is the great Armstrong and Getty principle of, and it's disgusting, but if your neighbor Steve is on his hands and knees in his backyard eating his dog's dung, saying to Steve, hey, you probably shouldn't eat your dog's dung, is wasted breath. What He's are you too doing? crazy to reason with. Yeah. And those people are damn near too crazy to reason with. Our text line, 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. 10,000 Australians. Can everyone get off the grass, please? Sure. Let's just move back for me. Hey, guys, I've just reseated that. Yeah, please, Sorry, off the man. thing. Sorry, man. It's all good. Thanks. The Prime Minister of Australia is addressing the media with his aides, and for some reason they're on a, a, a patch of grass, and the homeowner comes out 
and says, hey, guys, I just receded that. you got to get off the lawn. And they're, oh, sorry, okay. And they all do it. It's a very Australian moment. And they all had a Faustus. That's nice. That's pleasant. Isn't that amidst all the ugliness, Jack? Absolutely is. You know uh, why the Australian police were founded? (laughs) To harass minorities and poor working people. So I'm As opposed to the Finnish police, who were originally formed to harass minorities and poor white people. I'm about to set off. I think I'm going to drive nine hours today. Set off on a nine-hour drive with my eight-year-old and ten-year-old. Uh... I like driving. I would. That's, that's no big deal to me. But uh, there'll be some challenges with them. We got uh, we got Nintendos. We got Kindles with books and games. We got uh, Netflix on my phone. I guess. Mm. Um, so they got way more entertainment than I ever had on long family vacations. But uh, I'm I'm a little apprehensive, mostly because my youngest son's uh, health situation makes it. It's not not your typical throwing a couple of kids in the car and going for a drive thing. Right. Um, he can he can uh, reach points of crisis pretty quickly that are difficult to deal with. But anywho, um, especially if you're driving. Oh yeah, yeah. But uh, I think I'm going to drink 50 cups of coffee today. Mm-hmm. That's, that's good. My, that's my plan. That's good. Seems high, but you know, <laughs> you keep know him, you best. It'll keep him sharp. I'll probably eat nothing but. Junk food, more or less, fast food slash junk food. Do you have a go-to, like, long road trip kind of snack? I, I always stock up on beef jerky. That's my favorite thing to to just... Mm. I don't eat when I drive. Interesting. Yeah. Takes you a while to chaw on it. I like that. Yeah. Spreads it out. Yeah, he's a bit of a uh, you know Nazi when it comes to food in the car. I don't eat when I drive. You just 10 and 2 you all know, the time? You know what we did when I was a kid when we when we traveled? And I, I convinced my wife this is a good idea because we've now we've done it a couple of times. We smoked would, cigars. <laughs> smoked cigars. As a whole family. But we would we'd drive. Windows, and, uh, we, never, we never had food in the car. And then we would drive. And then at lunchtime, we would stop. And we would go into a restaurant. And we would sit down at a restaurant. And we'd order a full meal. That's doing and it, it wrong. And it took like an hour and a half. Grab to, your food. Drive on. <laughs> but, we, but we ate much better food. We felt a lot better. Because the the grabbing stuff at a drive through and or a convenience store, you go, you feel like crap all the time. Mm, it just but you never... get there sooner. <laughs> Hi, uh, this is Corn Pop. When I'm not trying to get my razor rusty in a rain barrel, I listen to Final Thoughts with Armstrong and Getty. Thanks, Corn. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. We're on a first-name basis. Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap up the show. There he is, pressing the buttons in the control room. Michelangelo, final thought. Yeah, I remember as a kid when we would go on long trips, it was always tic-tac-toe, hangman, I spy. These kids are spoiled today. <laughs> they are with their Nintendo Switches. Positive Sean, do you have a final thought you'd like to share with the folks? I mean, I always knew it was true, but it was a little sad today to learn that I'm the only one on the show who cares about the Third Amendment. We had possible Third Amendment invocations going on with the mayor and the National Guard in D.C. Nobody else wanted to talk about it. Somebody was quartering troops? (laughs) It had to do with the National Guard in D.C. hotels or something. I don't know. It It was a strange story. A Third Amendment constitutional crisis? I believe so. I'll be dang. Jack, a final thought for us? Can I make it to the end of my driveway before I have to threaten to turn this car around? <laughs> oh, boy. I have a long driveway, so it's probably not that easy. Right, right. you got to keep that one in your hip pocket. Well, and make sure you're not backing out of your driveway when you say that. Otherwise, you're implying that you'll continue on your trip by turning this car around. Uh, my final thought is, and I hate to quibble, Jack, but you use the term Nintendos. I believe it's Nintendo. It's like Attorneys General. <laughs> is the blur. Exactly. <laughs> Nintendo. 
<laughs> oh, boy. I have. And the one time we went to get a Christmas tree, I remember one time, and they got in a fight, and I did. I went back home. I turned hmm. around, and we went back home. I'm Christmas is canceled. <laughs> but it'd be harder on this one. Santa Claus is dead, thanks to you. <laughs> Especially if it's like the halfway point. I'm like four and a half hours from either getting there or oh going boy. back. Oh, boy. They that, got... That's like when they, they turn the plane around because there's an idiot drunk. Just keep going. Yeah. He's still going to be an idiot drunk in your destination as much as he is where you came from. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people have thanks a little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. All of the podcasts are there. Uh, grab them. Uh, great A&G swag. Burr. You can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. We will see you Monday. God bless America. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from not planning, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun. Now the time has come to go. If this still cop was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. Armstrong and Getty.